Hello, and thank you for joining us today on the Spiritually Curious Podcast. I am your host, Kalik. And today, on this episode, we will be discussing forgiveness. More specifically, the method of forgiveness known as forgive and forget. Now, there are deficiencies in the forgiveness method uh, we know as forgive and forget when used in experiences and relationships that have caused significant harm because it isn't effective in addressing the hurt, the one that caused the harm, nor the victim of the hurt. When faced with a situation where great damage and pain has been experienced, does God demand us to just forgive and forget? Or does God want us to focus our attention in another area? There is a spiritually gratifying method that allows you to move beyond the anger and the hatred and the hurt and the damage of a relationship or an experience to a place of peace, of solace and of of spiritual growth. And it's not the method of forgiveness that we know as forgive and forget. Now, recently I experienced a situation where my brother's actions in one sense and his refusal to act in another sense caused me great emotional distress and placed significant strain on our relationship. Now, I love my brother and I had no desire to stay in such a position for long. So in an attempt to both self-heal and repair the relationship, I spoke to him about what troubled me. Unfortunately, I was met with resistance in listening to what I had to say, Uh, denial of any wrongdoing on his part, uh, rejection of my feelings of hurt and disregard of, of any need to take the troubles in the relationship seriously. So I spoke to friends and other family members uh, seeking to find a resolution. And I was told that I should just give him my forgiveness. I was instructed to forgive and forget. Simply let it go, Khalik, in order to reconcile the relationship with my brother, because the relationship was more important than the issues themselves. This is what people told me. But. To forgive and forget would let my brother off the hook, but it would do nothing to address my issues. And I asked myself, are, are, are not my feelings, my hurt, my uh, concerns, uh, my, my mental and spiritual well-being just uh, not as important as the relationship itself? Or have those things been exchanged, forfeited, sacrificed for the purpose of sustaining the relationship? To forgive and forget would have let my brother off the hook, yes, but it would have done nothing to address the issues in the relationship. I asked myself, are are not my feelings, my hurt, my concerns, my mental and spiritual well-being just as important as the relationship? Or have they been exchanged, forfeited, sacrificed for the purpose of sustaining the relationship? If I were to give up those things that made me who I am, those things that acknowledge my individuality, 
those things that matter most to me as a person, what would be left? What would be left? What relationship is worth losing yourself? How is a relationship considered valuable when it doesn't even value you? It was Imam Ali that said the best deed of a great man is to forgive and forget. Forgive and forget. Now, looking at this statement and this idea of forgive and forget, this this method of forgiveness, uh, let's examine it for a minute. Let's take it apart and let's look at it from all sides, from multiple sides. Forgiveness cannot be carried out without recognizing what the problem is or the relationship will continue to suffer. If you don't know what the problem is, you can't fix it. How are you going to forgive what you don't even know what was not, what hasn't been addressed? How can we forget a problem that has not been identified and given the appropriate attention? What exactly is being forgiven or forgotten? Uh, forgive and forget doesn't make room for a examination of the problem. It's just agreeing to let go and uh, and never again address the issues. But there's no attention given to it in Forgive or Forget. There's no uh, conversation on um, what happened. Why did this happen? What was my contribution? So there's no real reconciliation. There is no reconciliation. I say this because forgiveness and reconciliation only happens when people are, one, aware that there is a problem in a relationship, two, able to recognize their individual contribution to that problem, three, willing to listen to the other person, four, willing to change out of love and respect for the other person in the name of personal self-improvement, and for the health of the relationship. Forgive and forget is the absolute worst way to handle a problem in a relationship because it's a method that does not address the problems in a relationship. The Holy Quran says, if you overlook and forgive, God is forgiving and merciful. Religion tells us that God demands people to forgive regardless of the nature of the issue, whether it be rape, murder, theft, betrayal, abuse, whatever the trouble is, the response of the victim should always be forgiveness. In religion, the responsibility for forgiveness is often given to the one that has been hurt. In Taoism, it says when the evil one is forgiven, they are no longer evil. The victim is expected to move on, to let go, to forgive and forget, regardless of who that abusive person is, friend, enemy, parent or stranger. The severity of the infraction does not matter. It could be something small to something serious, whatever it is, it needs to be forgiven, period. According to this method of forgiveness, the right thing to do is to forgive in order to restore the relationship and forget to move on, to let go so that peace can be achieved and that those in conflict can remain in good standing with each other and with God. According to these religious references, one can say that God made me do it, that God demands that we forgive those that have done us harm. 
This is the dominant message that comes from religion in regards to forgiveness. It is ordered by God. It is believed that good people, wise people, great people, truly godly people forgive and forget. Because the consequence of unforgiveness is God's unwillingness to forgive you. In Confucianism, it says the superior man tends to forgive wrongs and and deals leniently with crimes. In Christianity, it says, but if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. Reading these scriptures, we see that on a spiritual level, unforgiveness causes trouble between us and God, between us and people, and between our spiritual selves and our physical selves. Unforgiveness imprisons our mind and spirit, holds us in darkness, hurts and blinds us. So I ask, why is something this diabolical used against us by God? If unforgiveness is what God wants to do away with, why is it used as a tool to punish us? We've witnessed what unforgiveness amongst men can do. But can you imagine what damage divine unforgiveness would do if it were constantly laid upon us by God? Would not the use of a divine unforgiveness against humankind simply create more unforgiveness in the hearts of mankind? more dysfunctional relationships, more hatred, injustice, more division, more distrust, more segregation, more racism, more destruction. Are we to believe that God is using fire to fight fire? The idea of God using unforgiveness to punish unforgiveness makes God out to be emotionally immature and spiritually irresponsible, which which is not the truth. So the idea that God threatens the unforgiving person with unforgiveness should be rejected because it would make God not only unforgiving, but a source and distributor of unforgiveness itself. I agree to forgive and forget is, is a good method of forgiveness, but only when the conditions are reasonable. It, it is not universal. It can't be universally used. It does not work in every situation. I can see reasons to forgive and forget in cases such as someone accidentally bumping into you, stepping on your shoe or other actions that don't cause deep uh, psychological damage. In these cases, I say, yes, uh, forgive people for those common mistakes and just move on. There's no uh, use in being angry all day because the cashier at Walmart didn't respond when you said good morning or the person that uh, you let in front of you in traffic didn't say thank you. Let it go. But those things that are done out of malice that cause someone to suffer greatly, or, or negatively alter their state of mental and spiritual standing do not fall in the category of forgive and forget. When there's deep hurt as a result of an action in a relationship or an experience with another person, forgive and forget doesn't work. Those experiences require a loving response that is attentive to the person that is hurt. They need to be spiritually replenished 
in those areas where they have been wounded, giving attention to themselves for the purpose of healing. There was a story last year on the news about a woman and a mother in India whose three-year-old daughter was kidnapped, raped, and decapitated by her boyfriend. Now, if she fails to forgive and forget, to let go, to move on, to love her enemies, to turn the other cheek, if she fails to do this, do you believe God will eventually inflict on her in addition to the very real pain she has experienced in the loss of her child? Do you think God will inflict upon her a divine unforgiveness? Is this an expression of the unconditional love of God to demand this mother to forgive and forget, to move on, to let go after she has suffered great damage, personal loss and genuine hurt? It is very possible for her to move beyond the hate she has for the men that did this to her. But is it realistic for her to love them? Is it honoring to her as a person to ask her to turn the other cheek so that they can do it again? I'm not saying, listen to me. I am not saying that God wants her to hold on to hate for the men that did this. But the method of forgiveness that says forgive and forget, let go, get over it, or even worse, that God commands you to forgive or you will not be forgiven does not acknowledge her pain as a victim. It's not loving. It's not respectful. It shows no value for the victim. It does not show God to be compassionate, empathetic, or willing to provide solace and hope. It makes God out to be abusive, toxic, and and narcissistic, which is not the truth. God provides comfort for those in despair, giving attention to those unique needs for healing and comfort. In situations that cause us damage and hurt, I don't believe God commands us to focus on forgiveness of the one that hurt us. Again, I'm not suggesting that you hate them. You definitely want to detach from dark emotions and negative energy. But I believe God wants us to give attention to ourselves and focus on self-healing first and foremost. Let me give you an example of what I'm trying to say. When a boxer suffers from cuts and bruises, from taking punches to the face for six or seven rounds, his team doesn't go and treat the uh, his wounds by giving attention to the hands of his opponent that caused the wounds, the wounds. no. This would only strengthen those hands of his opponent in order to do more damage to his face. This would do nothing for the wounds themselves, but make them worse because you're strengthening the person that caused them instead of taking care of the problem, taking care of the wounds, tending to that. So we should not be so focused on giving attention to those that hurt us, but rather giving attention to self-healing and detachment from the damaging experiences and people directly associated to the damage that we have experienced. When you need to heal, you give attention to the wound itself and not the device that caused the wound. This is what I'm saying. 
Give attention to, to your peace. Give attention to your peace by removing yourself from negative situations. Give attention to your freedom to be who and what you are without conforming to the needs of a relationship or a person that fails to recognize your value. Give attention to your need to be loved, to be honored, to be respected. Give attention to you. Do it for yourself, not for another. Do it to heal yourself, not for the sake of another person. Do it because you love yourself. Do it because it's what you need and not what someone else demands. I want to share with you a a verse from the Dhammapada. He was angry with me. He attacked me. He defeated me. He robbed me. Those who dwell on such things will never be free from hatred. He was angry with me. He attacked me. He defeated me. He robbed me. Those who do not dwell on such things will surely be free from hatred. Forgiveness is not an erasure of hurtful situations or the events themselves, because what has happened during the course of time is not able to be changed. Forgiveness is the process. It's a process. It's not a one time thing. It is the process of moving forward. The acceptance of the events that have occurred. Forgiveness means giving attention to yourself and healing from your wounds. Forgiveness is personal. Forgiveness is about you. Forgiveness is about self, self-loving, self-healing, self-validation, self-appreciation, self-acceptance, self-focus, self-reflection, and maintaining your self-identity. It means not letting the damage, the pain, and the hurt change you for the worse. It means Accepting that things have changed and using it for your own self-improvement. It's about staying in the light and avoiding finding comfort in dark places. It's about staying on your spiritual path, staying on your spiritual path and not allowing the pain you feel to steer you off your path. It's for your own sake. It removes hatred. Anger, resentment, rage, despair. It disconnects you from the chains that are keeping you in unwanted places. Forgiveness is not about finding peace with the one that harmed you. We have to understand this. That may never happen. That person is responsible for finding their own peace within themselves to do what they have to do for themselves to find peace. You can't control the peace between yourself and another person, but you can work on finding peace within yourself. Find your own peace in peaceful people and situations will come to you because of it. You are not obligated to let go in order to reconnect with people. Work on reconnecting to the light that guides you. Work on reestablishing your connection with love, light, and peace. And not necessarily that other person or that situation that hurt you. Let go. If you're going to let go of anything, let go of the idea that forgiveness is a command from God to reconcile by any means necessary with those that have harmed you. 
If you have been hurt and suffering from an experience or relationship, God wants you to reconcile your relationship with God's peace, with God's light, with God's love, first and foremost. 